up, y'all? We're back. It's uh, the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. College hoops are done, Perk. We're straight. We're straight to the pros, like you out of high school. We're back. Yeah, yeah. And look, I want to say this: congratulations to the Baylor Bears. They really showed up and showed out. I mean, they uh, that run that they had was phenomenal, beating the Gonzaga. And you know how I felt about Gonzaga. I initially thought that they were going to run through the whole tournament and win it all, and then I had to go with my heart, G. I had to go with my heart. Coach Alvin Brooks over there, my guy. Shout out to Coach Alvin Brooks. Shout out to the Baylor Bears. It's a Texas thing. Not a Texas thing, okay? It's a Texas thing, and they did what they do. But now, look, since we got college out the way, now it's on to the to the NBA, okay? It's only it, – look, the season is coming to an end. It's 20 games left into the season. Damn, already. Now, yeah, I know. Left until the end of the season, guys are battling it out. Gee, let me say this before we get started. The best thing that happened to the NBA was the play-in tournament. Mm. The play-in tournament. And you know why? It raised the level the level of competition in throughout the season. So when you saw those drop-offs in the season between certain teams where you're like, man, they didn't really care about their game or they weren't playing hard. No, now they have a reason to play because, one, they try not to get in that play-in conversation and want to finish top six in either conference to make sure they secure a playoff spot. Two, you have some teams that are just trying to play to get in the play-in to earn the spot in the playoffs. So Shout out Golden Col- State. Shout out Golden State there. Nah. Come on, G- Perk. Come on. Look, show them G- G- up. G- All right. All right. G- 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 listen. But listen, I got, a qu- I got a real question, though, Perk. The Lakers are the only team probably not afraid of the play-in. Am I right or am I wrong? The No, look, the Lakers do not want to do the play-in, right? I think I think right now I've been harsh on the Lakers, the others, but they have really done a, a pretty good job of, of staying above water without LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis. They're winning the games that they're supposed to win. They smacked yeah. up the Raptors. I think before they lost to the Clippers, they had won two games in a row. Uh, they're not going to win tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that later because I, I, I honestly think that the Miami Heat are going to win and they're going to win in great fashion. That's just my honest opinion. But the we Lakers, also, we also know they're not going to win Saturday against the Nets. We know we know that too. We'll talk about that one too. Yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. So yeah, the Lakers they'll they'll finish top six easily. Yeah, and I think Braun will be back pretty soon. And he can he can wait it out. Like we always say, if if y'all are sort of new new to the pod, we always say, like not only are these the dog days of the NBA right now, after All Star trade deadline is a wrap, college basketball is over. You we have a shortened season this year, but we got the play in. We also know playoffs start a little later this year than they normally do. Usually they're mid April. Now it's it's sort of mid to late May. Guys are gonna chill a little bit. Like load management is a thing, and if you can do it without having to tag it as load management, like an injury that would sideline superhero LeBron James for a month, he might take the full six weeks on this one just because he can, and why not get that extra two weeks of rest? Yeah, I agree. But you also want to make sure you have your rhythm. Yeah. You also want to make sure you have your rhythm going into the postseason because here it is, the last 20, 21 games of the season, all teams want to be playing their best basketball going into the playoffs. Guys got to be knowing who they are as on their team, being stars in their roles. This is what you want to see. This is what teams are looking forward to, especially the teams that actually 
got a real shot at contending for a title. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to talk a, a ton of NBA now because that's, that's what we got. Um, we, we might, we might, we might, you know, I look up and see the masters that started today. We might, we might hit on something like that. We'll see, we'll see what's happening over there. But, but Perk, I cannot start this without talking about you wearing them flip-flops with the Baylor Gonzaga game. Let's just wrap up the college season real quick. Now, listen, you always tell me don't bet with your heart G. And I know being a Texas boy, you last minute were like Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. And you told us, you said, gee, take him for the first half, take him for the game. Shit, damn, damn. I think you might have even said take him second half too. So first half, second half, and game. You were right on all. That was like 20 minutes before tip. How did you know? You had that gut feeling. You just knew someone right, right? I, I did. I, I looked at it and I said, you know what? I'm looking at this, this dynamic, well, not duo, but three threesome that they have over there, right? And and Davion uh Davion uh Mitchell and and you know you got Butler and you got Teague. They had a bunch of dogs at the perimeter. And I look back in the history of college basketball and nine times out of ten the national the, the team that won the national championship they had elite guard play. Right. And that's what they had in Baylor. And they also had some dogs down there in the paint, three of them that could rebound, that could defend, that could block shots, that could switch out on pick and rolls. And I was like, I'm looking at Gonzaga, and I'm like, ah, Timmy, I love you, but you're not about to be doing all that flexing on these on these gorillas that's down there in the paint. Then I'm looking at I'm looking at Suggs, Shrugs, I'm Suggs, 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 right? Yeah. I'm looking at him, I'm like, I'm looking at Jalen, I'm like, man, look, young fella, I know you had your one shining moment with that big game-winning three-point shot, you know, in the final four. But listen, Davion Mitchell, he plays defense like Tony Allen, and mm. he was on their heels like a pair of socks. Mm. Davion, baby spider Mitchell, huh? Yeah. That's Donovan's <laughs> little baby clone, huh? Yo, but all right, well, Perk, like, look, let's just look ahead. Because Fandle has already put up um, some of these futures, and by the way, for everybody listening out there, man, if you go to – FanDuel.com slash betting academy. Use us for your promo code. You're going to make Big Perk really happy when you go place your bets. So shout out FanDuel. Do that for us. But Perk, they got the futures up for, for next year. It's going to be weird because there's a lot of players that have this extra year of COVID eligibility. So some guys are coming out. Some guys might not be right. Everyone's the high school season has been disrupted. So we don't know where a lot of those guys stand. We got the G League cats, right? You think like uh, some of those Jalen Green and some of those guys are going to be, be big time players in the draft. If you had to say right now, who's the number one uh, pick in the draft? From, let's just say from the tourney, right? So you got Suggs, who you liked. Uh, we got we we know we got Kate Cunningham. Uh, we know we got Mobley out of USC. Do we don't know if Drew Timmy's coming out right? I think he has an extra year of eligibility. But if you had to say right now of those guys, who's going to be the highest pick in the draft? Ooh, to me, I think I think Mobley hurt his draft status the way that Timmy did him when they played against each other in the Final Four. So I don't. I'm not in the Final Four. Was it the Elite Eight? I think it was. Right, yep. the Elite Eight. I think the way that Timmy, because, I mean, it was just a straight daddy ball. I mean, he was punishing him down there. I think he heard his draft status. He still will be lottery. Um, I think it's going to come down to Kay Cunningham and, and Jalen Suggs. Like, it's going to be either one of those guys. Both of those guys are freshmen. Uh, both of those guys' potential is through the roof. They got great size at their position. Uh, uh, 
And both of those guys are mature and grown. So, and we all know, here's the thing. Although we see guys like Joel B and Big Jokic who are doing their thing right now and dominating the game of basketball at the NBA uh, level, this still is a guard wing driven league, right? So anytime you get your hand, get a chance to get your hands on a on a wing player or a guard like Kay Cunningham or, or Jalen Suggs, I think it's a no brainer. Uh, you can't go wrong with either one. So I think one of those two guys, I can't say which one, one of those two guys will, will be the clear-cut number one pick. Yeah, you're right. Jalen Suggs came up and made himself some money. You know who else did? Johnny Juzang out here from UCLA, right? Boy came up. Yeah, he's. I think he, to me, he's what he's who stood out. And and I know a lot of people were tweeting that 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 kid just made himself a bag. But he played his heart out. UCLA deserves all the respect. Shout out Baron Davis. Shout out everybody at UCLA who who really thought they had a shot. They sure did. They were right there. It's a yeah. tough way to lose. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, and we don't know about Kispert, right? He's a he's a good looking cat from Gonzaga. Both both physically attractive as a human, but also a very good looking basketball player. We think he'll be all right. He he made himself some nice money too. Like he, he balled out for the Zags, right? He did. He yeah. did. Him at, I think Davion Mitchell also uh, stock rose because I, I thought he would have been probably late lottery. Uh, first round, but I think he might be a top 10 pick. Like, I just don't see a lot of people passing up on him. He's a game changer. Yeah. Well, look at just early, early, um, early lines. Some of these, these early futures, UCLA 15 to one to win it all next year. Zags, Zags, Zags stand at the favorite right now when it opened nine to one, your guys at Michigan, nine to one Baylor, 12 to one to repeat. It's always tough to repeat. Duke, Duke got some love at 15 to 1. They'll, they'll, you you got to think they'll be back as well as Kentucky, 15 to 1. And then Ohio State, man, early exiters, man. Talk about the Buckeyes, 16 to 1 to win it all. But I like I liked this uh, this UCLA bet right here, 15 to 1. I mean, just just I'm just glad they're on the list. Do I think they're sure. going to win it next year? And we, we got to see who they lose and what, whatnot. But I think UCLA, what I, would, what I would say is UCLA put themselves back on the map. Baron Davis was t- talks a lot about how when he came to UCLA, he was, he was supposed to go to Duke and he came to UCLA and he wanted it to be like guard city. Like he wanted all the best LA guards to go to UCLA. And I feel like they, they put themselves in a position to be back in that space now after what they showed in this tournament. No, they, they have, they have, and they should have a, they should be proud. See, the thing is, but I'm going to tell you this though, G they were hunting this year. Next year, they're going to be the hunted. You see what I'm saying? So no one is going to be sleeping on them. Now you got a target on your back, which applies more pressure and it's going to make it even harder. Now, even if Jalen Suggs do decide to come out this year, which I think he should declare for the draft, uh, I don't know if he made the decision yet. I haven't seen anything. But if he do decide to come out, I like that 9-1 odds from Gonzaga because they still have a top recruit, a top 15 recruit that's coming in at the guard position and they're not going anywhere. So I think that they might try to run it back. I would put a hot $100, a hot C note mm-hmm. on that. 9-1 to, to win 900 that Gonzaga takes it home next year. 
And for the rest of us, nine to one, if you put a dollar down, you make $9. So like also like a cool bet, like $9 will get you four sausage McMuffins with egg at McDonald's. So it's not, it's not like the end of the world if you take that bet. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, you get, right, you get right, two right. sausage McMuffins with egg for four fifty in California. So I'm just saying. So yeah, like put a dollar on it. Like we always like to say, if you like it and if, and if, you, uh, if you're real about your shit, put a hundred, put 50, yeah, facts, 10, strong 20. Facts. All right, let's get into the NBA because we got some dope ass games tonight and running into the weekend. Perk, I, I always like to kick it off to you for for your picks, um, and and I don't know who you want to start with, but you you tell me who you want to start with, and then I got a bunch of traffic for us to run. Well, I'll tell you one thing: can you give me the line on Miami first half against the Lakers? Yep, we got people for that, and yes, I can. So that that's the game you want to talk about first, huh? I know you like that game. I do. I actually love that game. I, I call it a slam dunk. Well, it's a nine. It's a nine point spread right now. Miami's the favorite against the Lakers by nine. Okay. So we think the half is what four, four and a half, four five and a half. half. It'll be five. Five and a half is what it looks yeah. like it's coming in as right yeah. now. That's a that's a dead boat lock. The Miami Heat will be up by five at the half against the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Matter of fact, I might put eleven hundred on it. Okay. Eleven hundred. Miami Heat has to be up by six. Actually, five and a half. So. Six six points, Miami at the half. You got that. You guys, deadbolt lock. I mean, obviously, I don't need to tell you what that means, but when Perk says that shit, man, you better rush the Fanduel right now. First half. Yeah, first half. But what do you, what about for the game? Do we think Miami for the game is going to cover the nine? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that because Miami do like they do get a little comfortable after they get big leads or after they get a lead, and they tend to let teams get back into the game. But this is the Western. This is the finals matchup from last year. Uh, Eric Sposha is going to have something to prove. So is Jimmy Buckets. Uh, uh, I want to see Victor have a breakout game. I don't see anyone matching up with Bam. He should have a monster night tonight. Uh, he should be a 20, he should be 2010, three blocks, six assists. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I mean, yeah, I, I just see the Miami Heat winning in great fashion. You know how I feel about the games. I don't like the games, but I definitely would take Miami first half tonight against the Lakers. Yeah, and by the way, Bam is climbing the ladder for defensive player in the year. Defensive player of the year. I'm not saying he's going to win it, and he's a hundred to one. But let me just tell you, when I tell you, he wasn't even close to that a month ago. Jimmy Buckets coming back has really helped him. I mean, he's playing good defense. He's now he now has the sixth best odds to win Defensive Player of the Year at one hundred to one. Not good odds, but I'm saying sixth best. That that should tell you something about where we think Defensive Player of the Year is going to go. Yeah, but listen, Perk. Here's what I like what you said. This is an NBA Finals rematch, but now the script is flipped, right? The Heat were hella injured during the finals. They, Dragic was hurt. Bam missed a few games, but now the Lakers are hurt. They're playing without LeBron, without AD. Taylor, Taylor Horton Tucker's uh, wallet is a little lighter from the fine he received last night. I think Trez got a fine from last night as well in that little scuffle with Toronto. So, so it's it's no surprise that the Heat are favorites here, right? I mean, the Heat, like you said, they're gonna they're gonna be up at the half by six. Probably gonna win the game if they don't let off the gas. But this should be a no brainer Heat win this one. Yeah, dead boat lock, dead boat lock. What's next on the list, G? Wait, wait, let me wait. Let me just tell you this, man. Let me just tell you the Heat. By the way, they're four and one straight up and against the spread in the last five games. If you knew better, you'd do better. Heat first half. That's really good. And and my question for you now tonight, without LeBron and AD, who's gonna step up? Is it Taylor? Is it Dennis? Like who for the Lakers has to have a monster game for them to have a shot here? I mean, like, 
last game when they beat Toronto, Marcus Saul was actually the unsung hero in that game. I think he finished with like 13, nine, three blocks, four assists. Like he had a he had a pretty interesting stat line and was the unsung hero. I think, you know, they're gonna have to get it done collectively. Like it's no one stand, it's no one guy that's gonna have 30 points. Like you with the Lakers, when they win, it's six guys that got like 15, 17, 14. That's how they're gonna win. KCP is going to have to knock down shots. I don't know if Ben McLemore is going to play tonight. He could be huge for him. Taylor Norton Tucker, this is his time to shine. He's the first person that comes in off the bench. And we just never know. Like, throughout this whole season and last season, you don't never know what you're going to get out of Kyle Kuzma. But I tell you what, it's not going to be sweet because he's going to be guarded by Jimmy Buckets. Mm-hmm. Yo, sorry, Twitter. We lost y'all for a second. We're back. But you you missed a lot. But I'll tell you what you missed. It Perk likes the the Ben the Ben McLemore signing, right? Shout out shout out Clutch and Rich Paul, another Laker uh, on the payroll. But there's no shot, assuming Jimmy and Bam have the nights that we think they'll have in this sort of revenge game from the finals. That they're not going to be up by six at the half, and that's the deadbolt lock. Whether we think Miami's going to cover the nine for the game. Again, Perk loves going first half. If you don't know that about him, now you do. So you got to make sure you take a first half. Five and a half point favorites are the heat. Absolutely. All right. You know, and by the way, uh, this should come as no surprise, but the Lakers struggle uh, straight up and against the spread without LeBron. So they're four and six straight up without him. They've only covered three of the last 10 games um, against the spread. So it's tough without LeBron, as you would imagine. All right, guys, listen, before we move on, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. Don't go anywhere. Big Perk coming right back. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay, and exclusive always on promotions such as enhanced odds boosts on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get you your winning safely in as little as 24 hours. That's one day. Some things we love about FanDuel Sportsbook, ease of use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. You got fast withdrawals. When you win, FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Like I said, that's one day. Odds boosts and specials every day and some super big boosts each weekend. There's an opportunity to win big with FanDuel's exclusive same game parlay feature. You can bet small for the chance to win a large sum. And right now, FanDuel is letting you place your bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place your first bet on anything and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win. Damn. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. I'm telling you people, if you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. All right, the bet I like best today, it's a player prop. Drew Holiday is averaging 30 points, five rebounds, and 10 assists when Giannis does not play. Guess what? Giannis is doubtful tonight against Dallas. Dallas is two and a half point favorites for the game, but the prop I like, Drew Holiday will score 22 and a half. That's where the total is set. I think I'm taking the over there because like I said, he averages about 30 without Giannis. And assuming Giannis doesn't play tonight, I like Drew Holiday to score more than 22 and a half points tonight versus Dallas. 
If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with the promo code BETTINGACADEMY so they know Big Perk sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code BETTINGACADEMY. Disclaimer, though, it's 21 and up and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, TN Redline, that's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, Perk, what do we think? This is a good one, right? Uh, Phoenix Clippers, looking like Clippers are six and a half point favorites. Phoenix is coming off the second night of a back-to-back. Last night, they beat Utah, which is a tough game to play, then had to jump on a plane. Now they're in LA. They got to play the Clippers tonight. So Clippers favored six and a half, according to Fandle, for the game. I would take Clippers first half. Not a slam dunk, but it's a nice finger roll layup. I would take Clippers first half. Um... Yeah, I would take the Clippers first half, which probably means they would be up four. Uh, the Suns went to overtime last night, had to travel, which is not a long flight, but still getting in, getting situated, probably didn't get to bed till about 1.32 in the morning. And right now the Clippers are finally getting healthy. You got Patrick Beverly, who's back, just signed Boogie Cousins to take some pressure off of Big Zubac, Paul George and Kawhi. You don't really have an answer for Kawhi at all. Rondo, I like the Clippers at home first half. I actually like them. I think I'm going to place a high 550 to bring back 500 on the Clippers. First half. Yeah, Clippers first half. That's how you rock. I get it. And and like we said, Phoenix playing on the on the second the second of a back-to-back. Phoenix is 8 and 3 against the spread this season on back-to-backs, right? Clippers five and four against the spread when they have the rest advantage. That's what I wanted to ask you about. They're only five and four when they have the advantage of rest. Is rest um, like like not the thing that people need this year? Is it just the continuity? Is it fans? Like what is it like if if got if if teams aren't much better or a little over five hundred when they have the advantage of rest against another team? What do we make of that? Especially as we're betting on these games. Well, it's hard because it's different. It's different strokes for different folks. I remember KG, he would have some of his best games on back-to-backs. Like, the first night he made, he still would be KG, but the next night he would put up some historical numbers. Like, some guys just feel better playing back-to-backs. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of the flow, the rhythm. You're back to the same routine. You're able to stay locked in. When you have those rest days, you tend to stray off, right? family stuff, wife stuff, kids things, you know, all those come into place. But when you have to refocus and regroup and come back and play a back-to-back, all of a sudden you're getting extra treatment on your body. Uh, You're making sure you're icing, wearing compression compression tights. All that plays a factor. And then your focus is a little different. Well, you want to get back-to-back, especially if you just won. If you won, you're going into another game, you're like, Let's secure. Let's secure the bag and get another win. I like the Clippers tonight, first half again against the Suns. Uh, I don't, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker played a ton of minutes last night. Uh, the travel, 
I, I just see the Clippers coming out trying to make a statement. But listen, you were the first to say this that I can that I can remember. And even if you weren't, I'm I'm always give you the credit. You said Phoenix was for real in the West. Is Phoenix the best team in the West right now? Um, uh, you know what, G, it's hard to answer that question. Uh, but I tell you one thing: there's the number two spot for a reason. Okay, and I told people this: yes, you have Devin Booker, yes, you have Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul is going to do what he did for DeAndre Jordan with DeAndre Ayton. He's bringing out the best in him, okay? Then you have these other guys, Bridges and 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 uh and, and uh Cam. Like all these the guys are, are are now buying into the system. If you watch them, they play boxes and elbows, helping the helper. Sirich is coming in, giving them great minutes. Jay Crowder being the leader that he is. And then you have a young kid, a young, a young, a young quality player at the backup point guard spot, and Cameron Payne, who's learning from one of the best to ever do it in Chris Paul. So it's no huge drop-off when Chris Paul comes out the game because all he's doing is running the team like Chris Paul is doing. So when I look at them, they're stacked. Coach Monty Williams has these guys, they're bought into their roles, um, and they're not doing nothing out of body. And now you have two guys, two guys that are capable of closing games, CP3 and Devin Booker. So, yes, they are up there at the number two spot for a reason. They are one of the best uh, teams in the league, in the Western Conference. And I would not be surprised at the end of the day, we are talking about the Phoenix Suns coming out of the West. Well, right now, Phoenix is 14 to 1 to win the West. Uh, they're even a little higher. They're 36 to 1 to win the NBA championship. So got to get out of the West first at 14 to 1. Fifth best odds. Lakers still the favorite, followed by Clippers. We know about the Jazz and the Nuggets. The Nuggets look scary, right? And then you got Phoenix at 14 to 1. Dallas and Portland right behind them at 24 to one odds to win it. We could talk a little bit about them in a second, but a lot of people have been talking about either Devin Booker for MVP or let's be honest, Chris Paul for MVP. Neither one of these guys are getting a lot of love in the MVP conversation. I feel like we should have that convo real quick right now. And let me just throw these numbers out at you Perk, for regular season right now. The, the OG vet, Chris Paul, 130 to one to win MVP. That's disrespectful. Yeah, it is, but I'm going to put a hot 100 on it. It's disrespectful, but it's not out of reach. You got to look at what he done. And and look, listen to this. Don't let the Phoenix Suns be number one in a Western Conference when it's all said and done. Then we will be having a whole different conversation uh, towards the end of the season. So you said it's a 160 to 1? One? 130 to 1 right now, Chris oh, Paul. Oh. Oh no! I gotta put a. I'm putting a hot C note on it. Yeah, a hot C note. I love them all. It's disrespectful, yeah. but to a guy that knows until you know, like right now is the time to do it because those odds are gonna start dropping in the next few weeks. And by the way, D book. 190 to one to win MVP. Neither one of these guys are getting any respect though. Is is, yeah, is the point? Yeah. D book get disrespected too much, but I think overall, Chris Paul the same effect that Steve Nash had on the Phoenix Suns is the same effect that Chris Paul has, is doing right now. Mm. Well, his numbers probably ain't blowing you out the water like Joel Embiid or Jokic or James Harden or even Kyrie Irving right now. But with that being said, he's the most valuable player 
because of where his team is. You take Chris Paul off that team, what would this Phoenix Suns team be? So that's what you. That's how we should look at most valuable player. And uh, and on another note, that's why we should appreciate LeBron James even more. Mm-hmm. Take him off the Los Angeles Lakers, and they went from the number two seed to we're talking about them possibly falling in the play-in tournament. This is the things that I be talking about when we bring up the MVP conversation, but the goalpost is always shifting and shit, and that's the problem that I have when it comes down to how you vote for your MVP. And no no shade to the king, because we all know LeBron should be an MVP candidate one or two, and probably yeah, but, not two yeah. every year. But I would say... AD's also been missing, right? So I think the argument against that, uh, what you just said, which is a fantastic argument, um, is that AD's also been out. And could that be a a reason or the reason why the Lakers have slipped? I don't know. It's a good question. We'll never know because they're both out. But but there's zero debate that that LeBron James is in the top three MVP every single year he plays and and should have been since he was born. So, right? Come on. (laughs) He's better than me at basketball when he was 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I yep. Damn, that's cold, Perk. You just said you agree like that. That you must think I'm a terrible hooper. I could hoop, Perk. No, right. I, no, no. Gee, I wasn't talking about that. I was agreeing with you since yeah. when you were saying LeBron should have been the MVP since he was born. How many? How many LeBron? Yeah, there you go. How many LeBron trophies? How many MVP trophies should LeBron have? At least eight. Damn, eight. Unprecedented. I feel like we took we we took him for granted, and that's the same thing I don't want us to do with Giannis. Hmm. Okay. Right, what Giannis been doing since the All Star break? Like we cannot get bored with with the greatness and the numbers that he's putting up. And look, I know I've been one of Giannis' biggest haters, so called, but I've been calling him out because I want him to step up and elevate his game when it matters the most. But when we talk about regular season accolades and what he does in a regular season, he dominates. He dominates on the level of LeBron James. Shaquille O'Neal, and we can even say Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is still – he's about to average a, a triple-double in his fourth season of his NBA career. So, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, that's a whole nother story. But that's I, – I think LeBron should have about eight MVPs. But we just got – the everyone got bored with just giving him no award. Yeah, but that's bullshit. I mean, if you're the best player, you should get the award for being the best player. And I know MVP isn't necessarily best player, but like, come on now. Like, let's be super literal. It should be. Yo, you know, right? Come on. The the Cavaliers, think about this. LeBron James, before he was drafted to Cleveland, where were they? In a lottery, Mm. okay? LeBron James go to Cleveland, all of a sudden, get drafted to Cleveland, they're a contender. He leaves Cleveland to go to Miami, where are they back? In the lottery for four straight years, I think they had, what, three or four number one picks. Okay, cool. LeBron goes to L.A. Where's Cleveland again? Right back into the damn lottery. So that should go – that goes to show you his value. Yeah. And by the way, we were talking about the the triple-double king, Russell Westbrook, um, one of my favorite players in the world. I know that's your guy. 190-1 to regular season MVP. Also disrespectful as shit, but, again, like – you got Beal on that team. They're losing yeah. games they shouldn't lose. Yeah. And you got to win. Yeah, you got to win. But by the way, win. you you talked about Kyrie maybe being disrespected in the MVP conversation. Also, your boy, 190 to 1, that's plus 
190,000 people. No, that's plus 19,000. My bad. That's plus 19,000. That's not even, it's not even a number I can read. That's how crazy disrespectful it is for MVP. Kyrie should be way higher up in that conversation. For context though, Perk, Jokic is the favorite at minus 155. So everyone thinks it's going to be his to lose, right? Even though a true center hasn't won the MVP award in 21 years or so. Last time Shaq did, it was 99, 2000. Joel Embiid right behind him. He's off an injury, plus 360. You got Giannis, who a lot of people are overlooking, plus 1,000. So that's 10 to 1 odds, right? James Harden, 10 to 1 as well. And then LeBron's fallen back to 14 to 1. James Harden, by the way, remember when he was 40 to 1 odds? Dude is 10 to 1 now. I know he's got the hammy, but what is he going to be out? Maybe 10 games or so. But Kyrie is 190 to 1. And then for context, Kevin Durant, who's missed so many games, down all the way to 130 to 1 odds to win MVP. Well, to be honest, after watching Kyrie, James, and Kevin Durant, I don't I don't see either one of them win the MVP because it's like KD comes back last night, although he only had 17 and 7, but it was like so efficient. And the sale guy been out for two months. It's just like he didn't miss any basketball. Kyrie has just been playing through the roof. When James, when Kyrie and KD is out, James takes his game to another level. So it's just gonna be hard to say like you could pick one out of the three because all three of those guys are really balling. Because even before we start mentioning James, we were talking about Kevin Durant in the uh, MVP conversation. He got hurt. Now, James took over. We, we were talking about James. Not James and, and KD was out. Kyrie taking over. So I don't see anyone from the Nets winning the MVP award because it's like, who are you going to give it to? Each one of those guys are having monster nights every single night. So I think that's a wash. I wouldn't waste any dollars on that because I just don't see it happening. Well, I took uh, the James Harden bet when it was 20 to 1, listening to you because I don't I don't fuck around. <laughs> I don't fuck around and not listen to you. Um, so I took that bet and I still think it's a good one because 40 to 1, 21, 10 to 1. He was 5 to 1 the other day. Now he's hurt. So 10 to 1 right now. Not bad. I also sprinkled a little on Joel for MVP and also Joel for Defensive Player of the Year along with his boy Ben Simmons. And Perk, you know what the best thing I did? Well, besides taking Julius Randle as my sixth man, I sprinkled on that. That's, that's looking real good. Sorry, sorry. Most improved, most improved. Jordan Clarkson will win six man, but Julius Randle most improved. You know what else I did, Perk, listening to you? I put I put some money. I'm not going to give my unit away right now or my max bet, but I put some money on Phoenix Suns to win the West. That bet is looking really good right now. I'm excited about Randall, the Suns, and James Harden. I still am. I'm going to tell you a sleeper real quick before we move on. Six-man-of-the-year candidate, all right? Yep. Let's please not sleep on Jalen Bronson, okay? Okay. That's it. I'm going to just leave it at that. Well, well, yeah, but let's go give the people, like uh, Jay Rose would say, let's go give the people what they want. Jordan Clarkson, God damn, minus 1150. You guys, that means you have to you have to risk $1150, $1150 to win 100. That's just I mean no, I mean unless you have bags, you're not taking that bet. Your guy, I don't see him on here. I don't see him on here at all. Trez is 14 to 1, Joe Ingles 24 to 1, Terrence Ross 42 to 1. You got Thad Young on here, Mello, hey. I don't see your guy. See, and that's crazy. Real quick, what is the rookie of the year odds right now? Because Anthony Edwards yeah. is moving up the ladder. Oh, he's minus one ten. Now that's not bad. That's like a typical like money line or, or spread. You 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 risk one ten to make a hundred. So you risk you know two twenty to make two hundred. That's not a bad bet even still. Right, I agree. 
Uh, and where's our guy? Uh, yo, our guy is de- like LaMelo's off the board. Perk, he would have been, LaMelo would have been the rookie of the year if not for that injury. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there he, he is. is. No. He's, he's still plus 210. My bad. There he is. All right. But still, all right, let's move on. We got games to pick tonight. So we, we talked about Milwaukee, Dallas. Uh, no, we haven't talked about Milwaukee, Dallas. You want to talk about them next? Yeah, I, I think Giannis plays tonight. Okay. I do. And I, I think the Milwaukee Bucks win in great fashion. Yeah. Yeah. So Milwaukee, uh, they're two and a half. They're sorry. They're now two point dogs, according to Fandle. Uh, so Dallas favored by two. Um, Giannis is doubtful, but you think he's going to play. That's some insider shit, y'all. Yo, are we not talking about Giannis enough for MVP? Like this cat right here, like sh- I mean, he's under the radar, and so are the Bucks, and I think that's a good a good place for them to be, right? Yeah, and this is why I was saying on another note, this is why I was saying, G, that it's not clear cut that the Brooklyn Nets are coming out of the East. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks, they got a three headed monster. The the Philadelphia 76ers, they have a complete team. It's going to be interesting in the Eastern Conference. And we all know, we watched the Miami Heat and they're exposed to elevate their game. So, to me, this is going to be a fun playoff series. Uh, uh, playoff. Um, this is going to be a fun playoffs, okay? But yeah. I will say this. We cannot look overlook Giannis for MVP. But I'm going to say this. I need it before I make this, I need to know for sure if Giannis is going to play. Uh, but still, if he don't play, I'm still taking I'm t- I'm taking Milwaukee first half. Okay. I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks first half against the Dallas Mavericks tonight. I am. So it basically just means since they're since they're two point dogs for the game, it basically just means the Bucks have to be up at halftime and you win that bet. They got to be up by one. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know there it is. Yeah, it's 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 plus you know point five at the half for for Milwaukee. So they got to be up one. Yeah, I'm taking it. Here's here's something I like. I know you talked about Drew Holiday finally get they secured him. Like you said, they handled their business, locked Giannis and Drew down, uh, and Chris Middleton. Right. Um, here's a fun player prop for everybody that's going to watch this game tonight. So Perk likes the Bucks at halftime. They're the dogs by by you know a half a point. But Perk likes them um, at the half. I think that's a pretty damn safe bet. Whether Giannis plays or not, he's doubtful. He might play without Giannis though. Drew Holiday averaging 30 points, five rebounds, and 10 assists when Giannis doesn't play. So, there, so there's a so if Giannis doesn't play tonight, the fun player prop to, to, to take, I think, the over on Drew Holiday to score 22 and a half. So Drew Holiday to score 23 points. I'm taking that. What what's the what's that paying out? Man, that's a good question. I gotta look that one up. I'll I'll get it to you, Perk. Why? Because that matters, right? That matters how much you're gonna put on it. Yeah. But I mean, just before we get that, would you? Are you taking that over? Yeah, I'm taking that over. Yeah. All right. The payout it's minus one fourteen. Oh. Yeah. No. But that's because they know it's going to happen. So if you risk one hundred fourteen dollars, you make a hundo. It, it is going to do it. He, but, he's going to do it. But be careful though, because yo, this COVID shit, man. Like twenty twenty bull, man. We get so many late scratches. We and, and even late ads. So. You got to wait this one out and see if Giannis is going to play or not, because that definitely will affect Drew's performance, I think. I like yeah, I like that bet, and I like the Bucks first half. Okay. Uh, you notice to the people out here on Twitter, and I see y'all raising your hands, um, but but we're shooting a pod right now, so just bear with us, all right? We'll, we'll try to get to you if we can in a minute, and as we go, obviously we will. Um, Perk, 
we have not talked at all about Luka Doncic for MVP. And I, and honestly, you and I have been off of him since before All-Star, not as a player or as a human, just as an MVP candidate and even as an All-Star those early days. Luka's not even in this conversation for MVP anymore, is he? Well, he is. He is. Oh. But what ha- but listen, let me tell you what happened. We set, He said the way that he performed last season, the expectations were so high for him coming into the season, and he came in out of shape. He had to get himself into shape. And then all of a sudden, he turned the corner. Now he's feeling good. And now the maps have been rolling. I think they won five out of the last six or six out of the last seven. And he's been playing exceptionally well. So he should enter that MVP conversation. Right now, right now today, the top five MVP candidates, in my opinion, in no order, should be Jokic, MB. Giannis, Chris Paul, and Luca. Jokic, Embiid, who are the who are the favorites? Giannis, Chris Paul, and Luca. Yeah. All right. So no Dame and no Harden. No. Because okay. Dame, because for a few games Dame had like a little drop off and he was going through a little slump at one point, and CJ McCullum was actually stepping up to the plate. So right now Luca has been kind of playing better basketball than Dame. Uh, so has CP3 and then number two in the West. Uh, and then Giannis has been probably arguably Giannis. Look, Giannis, MB, and Jokic, those three have separated themselves since the All Star break. Period. I know MB only been back for two games, but when you look at Jokic and, and, and Giannis, they have completely separated themselves in a whole at a whole at, at a whole nother level since the All-Star break. Like, Giannis freaking averaging a a triple-double. And when I say a triple-double, I mean, like, 33 and 14 and and 10. And, like, he had 47 the other night. 47. Like, in damn near three quarters. 47, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Jokic down to, what, six-game winning streak since the Aaron Gordon trade. He's playing phenomenal basketball. So, that's my top five. Luca has entered the top five thus far. But I feel like this conversation by next week we're gonna be is gonna be fluctuating again. But that just goes to show you how great players have been playing. Yeah. And also maybe it goes to show us like how obscure MVP definition is and like what that shit means and how there can be so many of these cats. Like, is it best player? Is it best season? Is it most statistical point? Like what it, you know, best record, man, it's just hard. Rachel Nichols always tells us about uh, MVP award reform and, you know, shout out Rachel, man. I'm with that. Like the NBA gets everything right. I hope they can get us a better definition about what MVP means because by the way, as I understand it right now, MVP means LeBron James is your MVP every year. No, you know what I'm saying? Winning matters. Right. All right. So, and also he's the best damn player every year in the world. So like, how can he be the best player in the world, but not the MVP? I don't get it. All right. Um, Let's move on. We got the Blazers. We were just talking about Dame. We got the Jazz, Spida. We were talking about Don. Okay. This game, I think is sitting at a six point favorite, according to Fandle, in favor of the Jazz. Let me just check and make sure that's right. It is. So in this game, Perk, what do you like? Utah six point favorites against the Blazers in Utah. Coming off a of back-to-back in Utah. And they lost. I take the – they lost two in a row. I take the Jazz at first half. Okay. Whatever it is. No disrespect to Dame Dollar, but 
Utah at home, I think they've been lately they've been win, winning by a margin marginal of like 21 points. Like back to back or not, they're not old guys, they're deep. They got a lot of pride and it's hard to win in Utah. The line is really low for that game, in my opinion. Although they are coming off a of back-to-back, still hard to play in Utah. Utah has lost two in a row. They're not going to lose three in a row. Utah first half, to me, is a dead boat lock. Okay. Utah first half, according to Perk. By the way, we know the Blazers came off an ugly loss to the Clippers. I think they lost by like 17. Utah lost last night in OT to Phoenix, so they put they put minutes up. Utah is seven to two against the spread on back to backs, and that's what they're facing tonight. They're, Utah here's a here's an interesting one, Perk. Utah is six and nine against the spread since the All Star break. What's that about? Yeah, but how many of those games were on the road? And and also also they were six and nine against the spread for the game. Yeah, I wonder what they were for the first half because. They cover for the first half. It's just teams be coming back in the second half. Yeah. You guys, if you're not uh, understanding or seeing a pattern here, Perk's secret sauce is take the team he likes for the half. That's the first half. Games are trickier in the NBA. Like, teams aren't playing defense. That's why it's it's the over, the totals are weird this year, and, and everyone keeps saying, take the under, take the under. But if teams aren't playing defense consistently, man, I'm taking the over every time or as much as possible. But it's hard to say. You got late scratches. You got COVID protocols. And and perk like there's and there's no fans. By the way, teams are starting to let fans back in the stands. We're gonna get uh I think Nets at 10% capacity. Utah's at 21% capacity. They've they've been having some fans in there. Utah's got the worst fans in the world. Why are they why did why were they like the first to have fans back in the in the arena? That, that helps the jazz, but no one else in the world. I mean, you know, Utah just does things the Utah way. That's all I can say. Exactly. Does, I mean, they does things the Utah way. They do shit that they only you can get away with in Salt Lake City, and I'm going to leave it at that. Mm, we already know. But listen to this. Like, I have a question for you. So here's an interesting stat about, about fans. Home teams have won 6% fewer games straight up at home this season compared to all seasons prior to 1996. So there, is, is, there no more, is there no such thing anymore as home court advantage without fans? Without fans, no, but with fans, yes. This is let me say, let me say this, G. This is the reason that you fight for home court is because of the fans. Crowds, how many times have we heard guys come after uh winning a big game or having a huge comeback, being down 15 or 21 to start the half, and they say, Man, we owe it to our fans, it was the best fans in the world. The energy. Well, when I used to play, we used to go on the road. Our first thing was do not let the fans get involved. Take the fans out the game, meaning go out there and smash the gas early so it could be quiet. The team don't have no type of adrenaline because of the fans and the hoorah. And you that's the reason that you fight for home court. If you get a game seven, you want it to be on your home court where your fans are loud, where your fans are rocking, where with no distractions because – no matter what no one says, when you're on the road, it's a distraction when you have fans yelling at you, booing you. You're at the free throw line and it's so loud you can't hear anything. They're screaming when you can't hear play calls. You can't call out defensive coverages. This is why fans are valuable and why teams fight for home court advantage. Best fan base in the world, Boston? 
your best and cruelest fan base in the world. They have zero filter when you're the opponent. They will say anything, anything under the sun and don't care, okay? Oklahoma City, great fan base. The Utah Jazz, I never played there, also has a great fan base. The Lakers, they have a great fan base, but it don't be loud in there, right? Because it's star-studded. You know, is that everybody's TikToking? Yeah, yeah. People coming in there, they dress to impress. They don't really want to clap. They think they' too good to stand up and clap. It's not like that. Well, Oklahoma City, they call it loud city for a reason. So when we making those runs and those deep playoff runs, going to the Western Conference Finals and Finals, it gets rocking in there. Okay, so to me, those were the three hardest. Those are the three best fan bases. The the, the Boston Garden, Loud City, and Utah Jazz. It is loud in all three of those. And in Utah, we all know this because of the player interactions with the fans. They don't have a filter either. So, but that you like it if you're the if you're the if you're the home team and you're yep. playing for one of those. But if you're the opposing team, it, they tend to distract you now. So that's you know. That's my well, yeah, we we know about Utah's let's let's just call it what it is race, racist interactions with with players uh, from from our boy Russell Westbrook. Man, I was I was uh, we were taping uh, for for all the smoke yesterday, and Stephen Stephen and and Matt and Baron uh, were were going back into the We Believe days, and and remember when they were the eight seed and they beat Dirk and the number one seed. Yep. The next series they played Utah. And they're ta- they were they were just going in about playing in Utah those first two games they had them they couldn't make their free throws they they you know they those first two games in Utah and Stephen was talking about they um they had signs of him in like uh, you know the black and white jail jailbird uh, outfit yep, and yep. the shit is distracting and also cruel like you said um but I mean I guess all is fair in love and war like if you keep it um about you know, basketball, I'm with it. When you start going at personal shit and obviously when you, when you just are flat out a racist, I have no love for that. Yeah. It's the worst. I, I agree a hundred percent. All right, Perk, you mentioned it. KD is back. He came back last night, 17 points in their just absolute blowout. Um, we are going to look at how we don't have the lines yet, but Lakers nets on ABC on Saturday. Is this still a game to watch? It is because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is must-see TV. So although they're playing a depleted Nets team, the highlights that they put on on a night, night-to-night basis is must-see. I mean, Kyrie Irving is a damn magician with that pill. Kevin Durant is just a, a pure score. Just to, just to watch Kevin Durant at, he says 6'11", but he's 7'1". Just to watch KD at 7'1", do what he do. His handles, the headsies, the pull-up game, everything is just—it's fun to watch. And then on top of that, you know, you know that watching the Brooklyn Nets, Blake Griffin turning back the hands of time, snatching the screws out the room, Jeff Green, super athletic—he's going to give you highlights. You're going to get 20 highlights watching the Brooklyn Nets game. So it is a game to see. And then I want to see how the Lakers going to respond. I want to see if they're going to come into the game saying, hey, somebody, go, y'all going to feel sorry for us, or they're going to actually come in there swinging. They may not win. Like I say, if I get in a fight with someone, I may not win every fight I get in, but when you when you leave from fighting me, even if I took an L, you're going to know that you was in a fight. You're going to have a black eye. You're going to have a busted nose or something, and that's what I want to see if the Lakers go do, at least put up a fight 
So when we get late in the fourth quarter and it's a possession by possession game, five-point lead here, four-point lead there, Lakers getting the chance. That's what I want to see. Gotcha. Two things I'm looking forward to. All right, we're gonna end the pod on this, but then we're gonna we're gonna take a chance and maybe do one fan question for one of y'all that's still listening. But we're gonna end the pod on this. So Twitter, just bear with us. Um, I got I got a couple. Qu- I got I got one question for you, Perk. Like this game, my question is: Are the Lakers a bad team right now? They are, right? I mean, we we know this is must see because of the Nets, but the Lakers are the Lakers are kind of a bad team right now. Like. I hope people still tune into this game for the fact, the simple fact that KD is back. We're probably without Harden, but it's always going to be must-see TV when you got Kyrie and his handles and KD, uh, easy money sniper out there just putting numbers up. Now, Perk, this is what I would like to say. You and I had a 10-pack bet to start the season. We're two and two. We're neck and neck. For our fifth bet, let's resurrect our KD bet. You say Kevin Durant is going to have a 50-point game this year. I say he's not just because Harden and Kyrie are going to eat up his his points. But with any one of those guys out, it could happen. So what do you say about resurrecting that and making that our fifth in our 10-pack? Can I say 40? Yeah, of course you can say 40. Okay, he, he'll have a 40-point night. Okay, so Perk says he'll have a 40-point night. This is KD. I just say he won't because Harden is going to, like I said, Harden and Kyrie, now LaMarcus Aldridge, they're going to take up some of his points. But I think that's a good fifth bet in our 10-pack. I agree. I'm with it. All right. Perfect. All right. So we're um we're gonna wrap our pod, guys. Hold on one second. Perk, this is uh this is the betting academy, hoops edition, man. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple, under the money grab banner, anywhere you get your podcast. You can now find us on Twitter spaces. We simulcast it. We're the first to do it. I think we'll get confirmation, but we're dope. That's all I gotta say about us, Perk. You know what it is, GG and Perk. We taking y'all to school, letting y'all know how to get y'all letters up educating y'all on how to bet, props, everything across the board, especially when it comes down to basketball, okay? But, gee, let's recap. Tell the people what our bets are for the night before we leave so they can know. They can write it down, take a picture. Hell, I don't give a damn. <laughs> it's Friday. All right, Um, we like Miami at the half. Yeah. Uh, f- minus five and a half. So we like right. Miami at the half against the Lakers to to have to put up six, to be up by six, right? Okay. Uh, Dallas, Milwaukee. D- Milwaukee's p- plus 0.5 at the half. We like Milwaukee for the half. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Phoenix and the Clippers. Like the Clippers first half. We like the Clippers first half. First half. Clippers are six and a half for the game. So about three and a half, four and a half right there. And then Portland, Utah. We like Utah at the half. They're six and a half. For, they're sorry. They're six for the game. Yep, so they'll be have to be about four to have. I love you, All right, Perk, man. Good, good looking out, bro. I'll talk to you in a little. Okay, G.